are listening to the sound of Germantown, gtownradio.com. Okay. We are on the air. I'm like acting like I've never been on the boards before. Um, this is Cue to Mike. It's Thursday evening. Oh, gosh. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just kind of like, we, we were spaced out, spaced out. Um, it's all Fox's part, but this is, this is Dr. Renee Norris-Jones. Um, doctor. Um, and we have Fox. I, I am here. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, here, present, present. Uh, I go by she, her, hers. Dr. Renee, how about you? Um, it's, it's Dr. Norris Jones. You got to get the doctor. You need some air underneath the doctor. Doctor. Thank you. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I go by she, her, and doctor. Um, and a big shout out to Fantasia, who's having some yes. car trouble. We Ooh. miss you. Yeah, totally sucks. And out by the airport. Ugh. Yeah, not even in civilization. Um... So, um, and we have me, and we have we and do we have, have a guest, a guest in the studio. <laughs> Shall um, I introduce myself? Yes, you do. All and, right. Um, yeah. All so right. We, we have a guest in the studio. I'm Andreas. I go by he, him, his, and uh, yeah, I'm a guest on that show. <laughs> yes, yes, and this is very much. You can just unplug it. Sorry about that. Um, Yes, sorry. It's it's nonprofit. It's it's nonprofit radio, folks. Just forgive us. It's like a fan that's bringing the air in, but it's okay. We're gonna have fun today. I was just like, what? We is will be that your fresh noise? air for the next yeah, hour. There we go, fresh air. <laughs> yeah. So no complaining about the heat. So um, <laughs> fresh air without Terry Gross. No. Yes. Yes. So um, this is cue the mic. Cue the mic. Cue the mic. Cue the mic. Tonight, <laughs> tonight, like, yeah, yeah. that was my ring, by the way. Table. Yeah, I have that too. Here we go. I was uh, I trying to make it. a beat. Yes. It was stronger on the one side. Yes. Okay, so tonight we have why pronouns matter, political cues, gay answers to straight questions or gas cue, and newsworthy or not. And introducing the pronoun segment for today is doctor. Doctor. It's doctor. Doctor. Doctor Norris Jones. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, and there's going to be some Doctor Who here, too. <laughs> uh, I sound like Dr. Seuss there, though, with the rhyme. Dr. Who? Yeah. Dr. Seuss. You do know Dr. Seuss, right? Who? Dr. Seuss. Dr. Sue? Seuss. Yeah. You know? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I thought you were saying Sue. Different. I was like, Ooh. is that like a female Dr. I, Seuss? I was just like... I'm down for that. Do we have to pause and do the no. cat in the hat? And, uh, <laughs> no, please, God, do, no. Do, so... The Grinch, yeah, and uh, so Horrex. Yeah, so, wow, okay, all right. So, Andreas is from? Germany. He's um, from Germany. I grew up in Germany for 26 years, and I moved to America in 2017. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, and how, So, is Philly the first place you visit? First, well, not visit, but the first that I, like, permanently lived in. Okay, I, I've okay. I've been to New Orleans, New York. Oh. Um, what else? The, the main actually, places, I'm, right? Right. And then in two weeks, about two weeks, I'm going to fly out to L.A. Right. So it's like, <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That's it. That's it. You hit, you hit the coast. You hit New Orleans, which is down in New Orleans. Right. Um, so that, that's all that matters. So you're not going to like Wisconsin or... <laughs> no, not oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I've got an uncle up there, so... Okay. <laughs> Although I do hear it, uh, speaking of random states uh, out in the middle of nowhere, I do hear Nashville is a pretty progressive city yes. within Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you know, speak for the whole state. Yeah, sometimes you have to forget and go, wait a minute. Um, or Texas. Yeah, it's, you, you forget that tenant, that Nashville is in Tennessee. Yeah, you just hear or stuff like 
Tennessee and you go, oof. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hear like birds. Do you guys hear birds? Yeah. Birds? I do hear birds. I hear birds. I heard them yeah. when I came in today. Maybe we have some guests We're in the not studio. Even on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, if you hear them in the background, it's a nature show. Um, <laughs> I'm like the animal whisperer. It's probably my fault, honestly. Yes. We yes, can do an ASMR. Oh. Just whisper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. the sound of me putting a band aid on. <laughs> okay. Um, Alrighty. So we do. So, all right. So we have a segment called Why Pronouns Matter. Um, and it feels really different without that fan on, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we do why pronouns matter because pronouns matter. Um, I think I first noticed it a number of years ago on emails with organizations when they send you stuff, they'll sign off he, she, him, well, usually not together, but sometimes, I guess. Um, and it made me look into it more. So it is, it's a big thing why pronouns matter. Um, the example that I give is that hit me personally. I was in Rittenhouse Square at whatever the bookstore is down there over the holidays, and the person that was helping me was really happy, really help, helping me. I was buying Potter stuff for my daughter, and I mean, really helping me. And I wanted to, I said thank you, but I felt like I don't know whether thank you, ma'am, thank you, sir. So I just kind of left it, but I was feeling, huh? How do I address this? And being conscious of kind of how I dress I also it. wonder too if that's part of a generational gap because I know a lot of younger people don't uh, often use like the like the Mister Misses or Miss. We kind of just like we kind of just like are more. We're like we grew up in a less formal right less formal world when we were growing up, so it just became like more natural. I think for a lot of people to just be like, "Thanks," you know. I yeah. think it's something that um, people in the older generation might have to think about more because it's kind of. Well, you know what? I don't... Oh, everyone that knows me just calls me Renee. Mm-hmm. Like, mom, before the doctor. Even my nieces and nephews, they just call me Renee. Um, I tried to get my daughter to call me Renee when she was growing up. She was like, why, am I adopted? No, no, calm it down. Calm it down, take a deep breath, no. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm just Renee. And the schools that she went to, it was always just principal to the teachers with first name mm-hmm. basis. And I only use the sir like once in a while, like just, thank you, sir, but it's more of a... Mm-hmm. A play on words, but um, after doing some research, I found that I could have said, my name is Renee, I go by she, her, what about you? I could have said that. So that's my go-to. I read that somewhere, and I'm like, that's yeah. my go-to. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it would have worked in that situation, but um, it gave me something. But I felt awkward not knowing the preferred pronoun of the person in front of me. Kind of, How do I handle that? All right, I think it counts that you ask, too. Like the other day, I was at a bar... With someone that's now, like, now kind of a friend of mine. And I realized, like, through the whole interaction I was having with them that, you know, and this is something you have to check your own your own biases on things. But mm-hmm. I just in my head was thinking that this was probably a female person. But I was like, I don't know that for sure. So I never refer to them as she or her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, when it struck me at one point, I thought, okay. I was like, hey, what pronouns do you prefer, by the way? And they're like, them, they, thank you. Wow. You know, okay. and it was just like one of those oh. things you kind of have to make it second nature. And it's not very easy to do that right. for some people. But And, and that's even easier because you're not always in the position to introduce yourself. Right. But, but it's just like, hey, what pronouns do you prefer? Yeah. And then you can go, well, thank you, them. Yeah, yeah. And you can see there's a lot of, you know, really, really trans people really, or, or, or non-binary people, rather, also really, you know, appreciate it when... It just becomes like a natural, like it's a natural part of conversation. Right. You're just like, oh, by the way, right. you know. 
I don't want to jump too far into the topic already, but uh-huh. I, I made kind of the same experience. I The last place that I lived in in Germany was Berlin. Yeah. And, you know, there are a bunch of, like, international people. So I had a friends from uh, Wales, the United Kingdom. And um, I always refer to them, I now say them, as his. Because mm-hmm. that's what I thought. And I have to say, and I'm probably going to speak more about that later, that when you grow up in the German language, mm-hmm. you never really think about gender neutral pronouns and so when i moved here i realized that whole thing with like non-gender binary and other pronouns and it just struck me because i and i and i just asked them hey you would you like to be referred to like what would you like to be referred right. to mm-hmm. and it turned out it was them and that person thanked me at that moment yeah, as well. you know, so yeah. it's, it's almost stopping and acknowledging like just stopping the whole world you know you see something and then the world just stops and yeah. you're talking to a human, like human to human. Right. Let me just acknowledge them in this moment. And then you keep on with, with the everyday stuff. Right. Yeah. Right, which I think is nice because it's like a lot of the time it's blown over for most people because they don't care really enough to stop and think about it. Right. And it, you know, people that are non-binary tend to get kind of overshadowed a lot. So I think it's nice when someone just kind of stops uh, a conversation to ask that. But how long did it take you to learn English? Was it hard? Well, I actually I learned it from fifth grade on oh, until really? like thirteenth okay. grade. But I have to say, the English that I'm I'm speaking right now is not the English that I learned in uh, in high school. I, as I said, I made a bunch of friends in uh, the United Kingdom and in mm-hmm. Wales, and that's where I and I watched a bunch of uh, British shows. That's oh. how I <laughs> developed. That's true. My English, yeah, like Doctor Who, for example. Yes. So <laughs> Doctor Who. So Andreas and I were at a meeting <laughs> two days ago. Yeah. Yes. And you were talking about your tattoo with another gentleman. Right. And yeah. I, all I heard was Doctor Who. My son is a huge Doctor Who fan. So they saw the tattoos and then it was a whole nother language, similar to why pronouns <laughs> matter, that was going on about Doctor Who. Um, it's almost like its own culture at this point. It, it's it very, is. Yeah. It is. So, and I knew enough to reach out to my son to go, hey, here's what happened the other day. We're going to talk about it. And then I'll read his, his very opinionated blurb on the whole topic. Um, but I heard you guys saying, well, you know, it's a woman noun. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a woman noun, but aliens don't have pronouns. And I'm going... Well, Whoa. so the thing is, Doctor Who's been around for ever since like the 1960s. So right. it's a mm-hmm. very old British show produced by the BBC. And in 20, and that is not researched well enough, but I believe in 2017, um, the Doctor is a time traveler. He, she, they are an alien um, that travels through time and space. And um, the Doctor has always... The doctor can't die. The doctor regenerates. So mm-hmm. whenever the doctor is getting old, that actually started in the at the end of the 60s. The character that was playing the doctor at that time got old and too weak to play the doctor. And the BBC thought, wow, the show is running really great, but that person can't play the doctor anymore. What shall we do? And so they brought up the whole concept of regeneration. So the doctor regenerates. And for the first time, it's been a... Um, a male doctor throughout the whole time. They never really identify as like, I am male, I am female. But you would just assume, which is not great, but you would always assume, okay, that's a male person. For the first time, it turned into a, what you would assume, 
uh, as a female doctor, um, Judy Whitaker. Some of you okay. might know her from Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought, that's interesting. So we have an alien, and gender is a social construct made by our society. Yeah. So now we are putting that construct onto an alien, mm-hmm. and we are getting all messed up and all angry about an alien switching some into something that we think is female. Well, like, that sent all of us, myself, Fox, and, <laughs> and Fantasia going, all right, we're going to have to go and look up. I mean, I knew enough about it. I knew there's a phone booth. But yeah. it, it makes sense now that it's not an American show because of the phone booth. I'm like, well, it's really cool that the Americans have that phone booth. But that's, you know, <laughs> me being American, thinking Americans Americans do everything. That, you know, we're just claiming everything. It's actually more popular in America than it is in, in Britain for some wow. reason. Phone yeah. booth? No, uh, sorry, Doctor Who. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. So um, I reached out to, bear in mind, this is not me, this is my son. <laughs> um, Jason, this is all about you, sir. Um, and he says, ha ha, aliens don't have gender. Doctor, Sh- Doctor Who is a show about an alien who protects the universe across time, a time lord. It's been on since 1963. The doctor has the ability that upon death they can instantly generate or reincarnate, if you will, allowing different actors over 56 years to play the iconic role. So, yeah, he just went way into How, how do they do it in the show, though? Are they born as an infant uh, in, a person, in a person's body, or are they just regenerate as like a full adult? As a full adult. Okay. So you see them getting all glittery and shiny, and like, <laughs> then there's a bright light, and all of a sudden, boom. Start midlife. That's... I didn't even think about that. I just was expecting yeah. an alien. So when I Googled it, I saw a woman who was saying, you know, I'm... And I'm going, so she doesn't look like an alien. I'm thinking of an alien, like, you know, alien. With yeah, Sigourney with Weaver. Like yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm assuming they take human form to meld with society. Otherwise, people yeah, would probably and, freak out. Right. Yeah, I was just like, but it looks like a human. That's a, that interests me though, because it's it. Even if they don't come out and say that sh- that the doctor is a woman, the fact that it is a feminine presenting person. Yes. I think is what is irritating people because if you really think about a lot of sexism and a lot of things like that, it comes down to punishing feminism, even on men's side. So like when men are punished for being what people think is gay or what people think is um, unmanly, it's always feminine qualities that they're punishing. Yes. It's always inherently feminine things that, that, that sexist people in that regard dislike and, I think that's what they're reacting to, even if they don't come out and say it's a woman. Even though it would be canon if it was a woman, because the doctor apparently in, in the series at some point says, I can be a man, sometimes I'm a woman, sometimes I'm blank, and, and they actually oh, say wow. that in the show. So wow. technically okay. it's 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 canon, which canon means... Um, Thank you. <laughs> it basically means like it, it goes with... It fits in the narrative of the story. So it's not like... It's like what wouldn't be canon for... Doctor Who would be like if if the doctor just went on a killing rampage and was a horrible person and like or what you know something that just wouldn't make any sense and wasn't written in or mentioned at all at any point during the series so it would be just something that doesn't make any sense to the show and the right. writers didn't put in there right. that's what like non-canon would be so it is canon that it could be a woman because they mention it at some point. You did your research, ma'am. What? Oh, no, I just know what canon means. <laughs> no, I meant the whole thing about the show, but what you said. So, and how long have you been watching Doctor Who? I actually started um, probably 
four years ago. So was watching. it originally just a movie or something, and they made a series? I had no clue that this was even no, going on. No, it was a, an ongoing um, show at the BBC. I, I'm not sure if they have like a general schedule where they bring yeah. out a show every month, every week. But um, they stopped sometime in the 90s, and then early 2000, they, they restarted that whole show. Oh, wow. So I started with that. I okay. know some of the older episodes, but mostly the newer ones. I think I've only seen one, and it involved them being on a plane, and there was like an alien. There was like a bad alien that was like possessing people, and it was trying to convince them oh. that the doctor wasn't was an alien. They're trying to get him to throw him out of the airlock mm-hmm. or something. It's a pretty cool episode, actually. So <laughs> it, does it seen. fall more like sci-fi? Yeah, yeah. I'd say sci-fi. Yeah. So all right. So here's here's the rest of Jason. He says the last regeneration was it was as a woman during during the entire tenure. There has been no mention of gender. Or how the role should be filled. Suddenly a woman is hired and these fanboys, he calls them fanboys, <laughs> um, lose their minds. Suddenly there are rules for a fictional character. Um, yes. yes. Um, what, oh, is it, of course, there are genders and aliens in Doctor Who, Star Wars, and Star Trek that they can attest to. It's mostly cis men. Um, bitter because the fictional worlds no longer look or represent them. I was actually thinking about that of huh. like other aliens, ET, male, female, non-gender binary. Yeah, they don't really. I don't think they really talk about that, do they? Huh? No. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I don't think I even saw ET. No, but yeah. it's. I mean, I know what it is, but yeah. I don't think I. I didn't have a child then, so it was okay. no reason. <laughs> yeah. for me. It was just kind of think I watched. I mean, I don't watch TV I was much like, now. I was like four when I saw it. I don't even remember. I just remember yeah. it was weird. Um, <laughs> What what probably should be mentioned about the part when Doctor Who regenerates for the last time into Judy Whittaker, the the new Doctor actor, Um, she actually goes by she, her, as as like a person, not as the Doctor. But before then, they didn't genderfy her. Is that a word? Did I just make that up as a Doctor? (laughs) You mean the actor (laughs) or the Doctor? Um, Doctor Who, the new female Doctor Who. So they never really mentioned the gender, but it's it's interesting that um, sh- she, and I'm now talking about the actor, tries to make fun of it a little bit. So after regenerating, she's a little bit fuzzy in the head, and I'm using she now because I'm talking about the actor. Yes, she's a little bit yes, fuzzy yeah. um, in the head, and then she's um, saying stuff like, oh, I have to you know, kind of, it's a new body and have to still <laughs> get used to be called or be referred to as a woman because they are referring to the new doctor as she or mm-hmm. madam or something like that. And she's like, what, what? I'm a, um, usually you refer to me as, as man or something. Like yeah. That. And now you're saying female, uh, attributes to me. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. So she's bright. So I do have a question. And so does she have any, feminine qualities like human women where she has a menstrual cycle or is there any it's or never they, been mentioned okay so. so and it's and are any of the actors kind of are they sexist the actors the actors that are in the in the characters are they sexist i wouldn't i wouldn't say so that there's some sort of misogyny i think mm-hmm. that's what you were yeah talking, yeah 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 to. yeah i wouldn't I wouldn't really say so. What's probably interesting is there's this a side character, and um, his name is Jack, Captain Jack. He's a um, he's also kind of an alien. He he can never die. 
about th- they mentioned a lot of stuff about his sexuality because he's a sexual active person and um he refers to himself as and I forgot the term but he basically sleeps with everything whether it's alien male or female like so like alien's version of pansexual right i was just thinking wow. about that yeah wow that's pretty cool um <laughs> huh well i wasn't expecting that <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of so it's pretty progressive it sounds like right and then in in recent years the doctor always has a companion usually played by what a most or what a lot of people would refer to as a woman and i think most of them identify as women and also heterosexual and then for the first time 2 years ago there was a lesbian character and she actually wow. made out Yay. with other wow. women in Yay. that show which was <laughs> and, 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 and an audience we we knew he was going to get there we knew that it tied into the whole cue the mic <laughs> yes psych, no, we did um, <laughs> <laughs> well we're still talking about you yeah. know gender and pronouns um, but no huh so how did that go over with the with those with the heterosexual world i think there was since i think a lot of the the viewers are also and that's why it surprised me the whole gender thing. But the whole viewers are, or mo- a lot of viewers are in the queer community because okay. it, it seems to be a queer show. Okay. And um, I, for me personally, that was great to see a right. queer person on uh, on Doctor Who. Now, do you think it would have been the same if it were two gay men versus two versus a lesbian? I think that would be would have been more complicated. Mm-hmm. I think that would have would probably not have been as well received because there is right. a tendency in a lot of heterosexual people to be fine with seeing lesbians on TV because it is so sexualized. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of a lot of those same people would probably would probably have an issue with seeing a gay couple right. on on right. TV. Not everyone, but the same type of people that would kind of just be like, "Oh, well, yeah, lesbians are fine" because it's just like, you know, they're obviously there for men, right? You know, right, exactly. In their in exactly. their mind, yes, yes. That's that's exactly why we're that's exactly why we exist. <laughs> um. Oh my god, that's like oh, so many times <laughs> I'd be with a girlfriend somewhere in a bar, and I cannot tell you how many times. And it's like if I was alone somewhere and I told somebody, "Oh, I have a boyfriend," they most of the time would leave me alone. But if I told them I had a girlfriend, they would not, and often it would make them say additional things like, oh, that's fine. Do you want to make up with us? Do you want to, yeah, yeah, do you want to make a threesome, or that's fine, you know, you, you know, we can all hang out together, and I'm just like, that's, it tells me that people don't take those relationships seriously, and it don't know how they don't see that's not incredibly insulting. Right, right. Because right. it's clearly just like, oh, well, you, you know, you guys aren't a real couple. You can't be monogamous because you're you're clearly right. just doing this and, for right. And this is did you guys do a movie together, right? Because you're lesbian, she must have did a movie that I saw. Oh my god, that's <laughs> the only reason why you exist. That's like a that's like a gas cue. There, I actually have a couple of gas cues centered around that very topic that very I've good. compiled. And so I think next week you're going to do the gas cue. So okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Let's take a quick break. And one of the things I apologize that I meant to talk about at the beginning of the week was it's been a tough week um, with the recent shootings on Sunday. It was, uh, I think, different days of the weekend. It was within 13 hours, right? 13 hours, yeah. yes. Was it? So oh it might have crossed overnight, over yeah, midnight. Yeah, I was thinking but it was Saturday, Sunday. 
Yeah. This one was in Texas and one was in Ohio. Right. It was. I'm not really good with, with time zones. I don't know if those would be different time oh. zones. Yeah. Um, Texas is only like, depending on maybe like an hour off. Yeah. Because um, Ohio's on the one northest, right. you know, most right. northward point and then Texas right. is on the Texas bottom. Texas is so it's west enough. So I saw something today on CNN yeah. and it says it's been a tough, it's been a, t- it's been a rough news week. And we're only halfway through. Just remember, it's okay to feel sad, overwhelmed. It's also feel. It's also okay to unplug for a bit, um, and take care of yourself. Yeah. Um. So self care is always, always, always important. So, um, we should have talked about that at the beginning, but you know, we were dealing with the window fan. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I meant to open up just talking about kind of what happened and having kind of a. Yeah, but we can we can definitely talk about it after the break because it's definitely going to be its own. It deserves its you know yes a good amount of time. Um, and with that, TJ, our in-house therapist, hey TJ, hey, um, did a piece for us to use for a break, and it's just talking about kind of when that happens and kind of a little bit about what I read just about self care and how to take care of self. So we're going to do a little bit of a break, and then I am going to bring in some um, some TJ. <laughs> so just bear with us here for one second. in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio, the tragedies, the mass shootings, the terrorist attacks that we had happen in our community. Whenever these things happen, as they are happening more and more frequently in our world, even if we're not close uh, in proximity to them or we, we uh, don't know anybody who has been directly affected by um, the attack itself, the effects of of those things can still uh, be felt by us and have a ripple effect into our own personal world. And so I just wanted to come and give you some words of encouragement uh, this, this afternoon and talk to you about some tips and resources that uh, you might be able to utilize um, as you're working on navigating through your thoughts and feelings after uh, the the tragedy that took place. The first thing is really we have to be paying attention to our own self-care. I know that when we see so many people around us hurting and grieving um, that it might seem counterintuitive to think about taking care of ourselves first. But really, we're no help to other people if we're not ourselves taking care of. And so I want you to make sure that your physical needs are taken care of. So make sure you're eating and sleeping and exercising and keeping uh, in your daily routine as much as possible. It's really important that we're uh, well-nourished in all of our areas so that we can 
be useful to our community if they come and ask us for help. Just like paying attention to our physical self, it's important that we're paying attention to our emotional self as well. Um, remember that it's normal to experience a really wide range of emotions uh, when uh, things like um, a horrific tragedy is happening, right? Um, and other people are going to be experiencing So we are back um, with Cue the Mic. That was TJ, our therapist. And we will play the entirety of that video at the end of the show. Um, it's about six minutes long, so we just wanted to play a little bit. But um, thanks, TJ, for doing that. And we have the video to go with that that we'll put on social media after the show. Um, but here our thoughts definitely go out to Texas and Ohio. Ohio. And over the break, we were talking about how it was 13 hours apart, correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, um, I was away, but I remember hearing about the first one, and then I think when I woke up Sunday, I heard about the shooting, and I'm going, this is not the same shooting. Like, the facts were different, but I thought initially it was that they were still talking about the same shooting, mm-hmm. and, and it I took me a minute to realize that it was a separate shooting. I think I saw that there was an, a third one, like, like earlier in the week huh? that I think it was like way, way earlier. So it wasn't grouped in with the same ones, but, and I, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And so, um, one thing I was, I was kind of thinking of, uh, so the one was in El Paso, Texas, and that one, uh, 22 people were killed and about eight of them were Mexican nationals. Wow. And, uh, 24 other people besides that were wounded. So this one was in the same vein as a lot of them have been recently where it was motivated by someone who was anti-immigration, who was uh, anti-Mexican, you know, clearly very racist. He wrote a 2,300-word manifesto and posted it online before uh, before the shooting detailing like his support of white nationalism the thing I found interesting about it, uh, and this is the one that was in Walmart, um, the thing I found interesting about it is that he was also anti-Republican. Hmm. Now, his ideals do far are, are falling far to the far right, so that's not right. the issue. But it's it's interesting because he also, you know, was was condemning Republicans for basically supporting big corporations because that would mean that there would be more immigrants coming into the company. So this was someone that was 100% motivated by his race bias and his, his hatred of, of, of immigrants, unfortunately. And that's what caused, uh, that's what caused his motivation behind it. So, and that probably helped him choose the location. I'm assuming so, or that he he just realized that that would be somewhere where you could get somebody, a a lot of people in the same area. Okay. It would be in a small contained area. And it actually was really sad because um, I think think a few of them were kids. Um, One of the people that was talking on CNN was talking about how he survived, but his nephew, uh, he watched him die right in front of him. Wow. And how old was the nephew? Uh, I want to say he was... 16. 13 or 16? Is it 16? Somewhat in between there, He's yeah. He's young. 
Wow. And there are a couple younger kids, I, I think, too. But it just... I saw a post from a friend online a couple days ago, and she has children. And she was talking about how she's getting scared to take her child into public spaces. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to go to Walmart with him anymore. She doesn't want to go out with him anymore. And when I clicked and saw farther in the thread, I was seeing a lot of other parents commenting and saying the same thing, that they were getting anxious to go into public spaces for this reason. Concerts, you know, any other sites that these mass shootings have occurred in. Now, the second one was in Dayton, Ohio. And, and just for one second, I want yeah. to interrupt you. So have you guys experienced any of this with all of the shootings that have just been happening over the last couple of years? Um, Anxiety? Just in reference to, I'm going to go to this big concert or this big, I mean, I don't really do sports, but this big event, yeah. like maybe Pride or something, and just being like, it, it crosses your mind at some point. Oh, especially like, Pride. Wanna, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had that thought during Pride this year, too, because there was so many people there. We were waiting in line for so long, and they were we were just grouped into one area. I mean, wow. it crosses my mind all the time when I'm out in public. Yeah. For me, it was um, a couple of years ago, I think, twenty, yeah, 2016, um, there was a terroristic attack in um, Berlin and at the Christmas market, and I was scared to go to Christmas markets. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I think then I heard again, about that, yeah. I always think about, like, that's what they want us to do. That's yes. what they yes. want us to react, whether it's terrorists or white supremacists. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give them that chance. Right. So... I try to live my life as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but good yeah, advice. it's always in the back of my head. Yeah, and, and, and right, and you think about it, and then sometimes I just have to tell myself, Renee, if it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go. You know, it's beyond them. It's I'm bigger not like than them. that. I will yeah. fight <laughs> to my last breath. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to fight to the end. But, but I do think that um, you know, I think that we all kind of, um, you know, kind of kind of where we're at in the universe and when it's time for us to go like it's already predetermined how that's going to happen you know but that's a that's a totally different show it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i wanted to talk about the one in dayton ohio too because this one was on a different side of the spectrum so this one he you know this one took i think the shooter has said took about 30 seconds to to kill the amount of people that he did and uh, one of the people that he killed was actually his sister Right, I heard about that. And somebody somebody brought up to me that they think his uh, sister might have actually been trans, was it? Some um, friends are coming forward. I, I, this is, this is uh, unconfirmed on my part, but right. and you know, I, think I don't I think anyone would make that up. In our thread, and it, I put something like that, that it was she was either trans or she was gay. Um, so yeah. that was intentional of him? I'm not sure. I actually couldn't find that. The uh, for good, for obvious reasons, the parents have been very... They've been wanting their privacy. They've been needing to grieve. Um, as far as I can tell right now, it's not clear as to why he shot her sister. And for all we know, it could have been her jumping in front of somebody. Um, but what this one was about, and I have a kind of two sides on the coin for this this conversation on this, but this one was actually someone who was in the far left and he was someone that was an Antifa member as much as you can be an Antifa, he's an Antifa supporter. Um, he had a hatred of, of ice like many of us and, uh, talked often about, about killing Nazis. So on, on the surface, you know, it's not the typical profile of someone that would do a mass shooting. It's, it's, you know, if you look at typical left ideologies, it's, 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 
generally the opposite of of the white nationalism. It's it's not mass murdering people, and it's generally about rights for people who have been discriminated against. But he also apparently was also anti-Democrat. So both of these shooters, though they their political views aligned with the right and the left, were both anti whatever establishment was on the right or the left. So and were they both in their twenties? I believe so. I think one was like twenty-one or something. I maybe? think the date one in Dayton might have been y- younger, but I I'd actually have to look that up to confirm that. But um, someone something did point it out to me though is that we couldn't find any unlike the one in El Paso, we couldn't find any proof that the one in Dayton, Ohio, was motivated by any political beliefs. Right. So one of them um, was killed by the police. Yeah. And the other one's in custody? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe the one in Dayton, Dayton Ohio is, yeah, the one killed. in custody. No, got killed. I think oh. he, he was shot, like, that was the thing with, like, within 30 seconds, the police shot him. That's right, yeah, because it was in 30 was, seconds. he was still yep. able to kill so many people. Yeah, in 30 seconds. And it's, uh, so, so something. So I'm assuming that was the, the automatic gun. There was an article I saw about, that I saw about. Um, Walmart selling guns, and it happened in the Walmart. So it's been a couple articles, yeah, talking about that. Um. But um, so you know, a lot of us were wondering why someone who doesn't typically fit the mass murder profile in America—he wasn't racist, he was anti ICE, you know, anti anti most of these things that the people start shootings for. And digging deeper, it turns out that he apparently a lot of people are coming forward and saying he was actually a very violent person. And that he made hit lists and also uh, sexual assault lists. I saw that. Of people that he wanted to both kill and women that he wanted to assault. And apparently a lot of the women that dated him or have gone on dates with him come forward saying, one of them I think said that he tried to assault her and she got away. Or and he was stalking one of his exes and was going to leave like a really threatening note. And that's why she was like. So this sounds this like there's some mental health issues right and it looks like it is definitely centered around a hatred towards women that's what it seems like there was a separate hit list but i think the you know the one so you just have to have what a driver's license to buy a gun in this country um i don't know i'm too new to this country and i am not interested in guns yeah exactly (laughs) same here going uh I don't know, but I think it seems like, like an age restriction, and there's a background clearance, supposedly. And is it a federal law or a state? I think it's a st- yeah, it's a state law for what to get a background for check? for get like how to get a gun. Uh, I think it would be f- federal, but I think the states can alter the age, alter and some yeah. things okay, about yeah. it, like mm-hmm. like like a lot, like um, just like they can with like the age of consent or some other things that that technically. That's the thing, by the way, and now I realize um, that it must be different from state to state. People were saying, and that's something a lot of people forgot because of that big mass shooting last weekend. There was another one, I think, two weeks ago in California, Mm -hmm. and everybody was saying California and gun restrictions are pretty, like, high there. Mm -hmm. How can that person shoot someone in California? How can that person get a gun? Well, that person actually went to Nevada where the gun restrictions are lower not that high and uh, uh, got a gun easy, there. it's easy it is yeah. it can you can find ways around it and the yeah. thing is some of these mass shooters don't have priors so in the eyes of the law there's no reason for them not to have a gun yeah, you know but it seems like that they can and we, we need to move on the political cues but it seems like there needs to be some quick mental health check or something that you can do 
with um, an application. I mean, kind of like, do you like humans? How do you feel about women? I mean, and, you know, something that, that's quick enough that they can put it in there and there's some predetermined psychiatric help, something. But, um, and why would you need, why would anyone need an automatic weapon unless Thank you. you're in the military? You know, like, why do you need an automatic weapon? Who and what are you shooting with an automatic weapon? I mean, something, I mean, clearly something has to be done. There's a lot of argument on what it is. But another thing is that, well, this is actually the political cue. Um, it was partly this, but I was tying it, I'm going to tie it into, so Trump was visiting these sites. So he's, he's going to visit El Paso and mm-hmm. Dayton. Mm-hmm. And I think it was El Paso that had like a very large uh, group of people protesting him coming there because obviously that one was racially motivated and a lot of a lot of that the people think that support was coming from the things that he said, mm-hmm. which Trump? I agree with. Yes. Mm. Mm. So basically, the people of El Paso didn't want him visiting because, in a way, the rhetoric that he has been putting out into the public for the last couple of years is encouraging people who agree with that rhetoric to come out and, and do these extreme things. Right. And it's right. I mean, he said a very extreme things before. I mean, he's, he's all but said, you know, go ahead and, you know, punch these people or like assault these people right. that are, that right. are doing, right. and you I know, heard that these doing horrible Pride criminals. Month, like, you know, LGBT Post. people just kill them all. Just kill them. They're stupid. Kill them. Like what? Excuse me. Like, I are you kidding me? It's, it's insane. And actually, the he he tried to go visit all the El Paso survivors, and all of them denied his visit. Wow, which is great. But of course, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna take that to heart. He's not gonna learn from it. Right. It doesn't affect. I think he even threw like a tantrum over it. Which of course, you oh, know, goodness. make this about you. Right. Make it about you, even though you know, you it, know. it takes a special kind of person to see all these people going. You did this. You did this. Right. And for it to just go over someone's head, you don't even give it a second thought. You don't even think to yourself, maybe I should reevaluate what I'm doing now. You're going to take it in and, and, and be insulted by it. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the little kids, you know, my grandson's three, but seven, eight, nine, whether it's in the news, whether no matter how much you're trying to show them, it's, I mean, it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Once they start reading, you go to a building and it's like the big TVs and stuff. And I remember being upset when President Clinton told my daughter, who was sitting in front of the television watching the news for uh, current events for school, and I'm thinking she was six, seven, or eight, but I remember when he came on and she's sitting in front of the TV, and before I can grab it in the remote, he's like, I did not have sex with that woman. I mean, I took that person like, you told my child that. Okay, I might have been a little psycho mom, but I remember being like, I did not. And then it comes out like, so by the time she got to being a teenager, her, she and her peers were not calling oral sex sex. Mm-hmm. You a follow ripple him? effect. No, yeah, I got what yeah, you mean. I so, you. but when he said that I did not have sex and I, he kept saying it and saying it. And I mean, I, I mean, I let her listen to Eminem because I, I got her the CD, the clean one. And then she brought home the other one because she borrowed it from a friend from school. And I'm going, okay. So I went down to, back then, you know, we had record stores. And I went down and I asked the young lady who was probably early 20s, how bad is it? And she, eh, it's pretty bad. But we listened to it in Which the car. Which album was it? 
um, Eminem's probably one of the early. I don't even know, but she's a huge. Early, ones, early ones were bad. Right. Yeah, the early yeah. ones were bad. Yeah. So um, yeah, she's thirty two now. So they, it was probably was the early ones, and we put it in the car, and we did one of our drives, and we just kind of find a long street and just kind of drive around and listen. And she was explaining to me what he was talking about and how he felt about his girlfriend. And um, but if she's going to listen to it anyway, I want to know what she's listening to yeah. and have a conversation. But I remember being upset about that. And then you fast forward some years later and her generation, cause I remember having that conversation with her as a preteen going, no, honey, that's still sex. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you don't want your preteen to say, oh, that's not sex because, you know, I heard it on TV. That's not sex. Yeah, that's still sex for a 13 year old. That's a very hard line. That is still sex. All right. And they're not going to be if they don't think that it counts and they're not going to be as careful by STDs. And they're also, if, if someone, you know, ever, ever gets assaulted and it's, it's, you know, it's not, yes if it's, they're not going to think that it's, it counts as assault and that's horrible. So I can't imagine. So my point of bringing that up was Bill Clinton. I still hold you responsible for that. Okay. I still hold you because I was, you told my child that, but I can't imagine kids today hearing this. You know, about these mass shootings and you can go somewhere, like you said, you're afraid to go to the park or whatever, just where they're going to be in 15 years or even 10 years, you know, kind of um, as our future leaders, kind of where they're going to be. Yeah. And it is like, you know, it doesn't seem like it seems to end because, you know, in the same breath, the last couple of days, I guess, as a report, I forget where, but ICE rounded up 633 Mm. immigrants, I believe, and... Uh, one thing that was going around was that they were they were taking parents away while their kids were still in daycare. Yes, and their kids were coming out of daycare and schools without their parents. Yes, I have that. No as, one to turn to. Yes, I have that as one of the newsworthy. It oh, was it was like um, that's okay. It's like where's my mommy? It's so yeah, it's crazy. I can't even six hundred and eighty people. I can't even imagine it. It may I I I am so I feel so bad and I'm so terrified for the Hispanic population in this country and especially the children is, I don't, I, I mean, I do know which one's worse, but like from a standpoint, like which one's worse getting locked in a, we'll be honest, a, a concentration camp or being forcefully separated from your parents. And psychologically that is very damaging at a young age. I, I'm, as an African American person, when I heard that they were separating these two, I'm like, this is like slavery. Let's just go back a couple centuries. And then, we couldn't find everyone? Like, what do you mean you can't find them? Yeah, that's crazy. You mean they couldn't find the parents anymore? Yes, yeah, so they were separated. Yeah. This one story that I read, oh my God, it made it be two months ago. This woman lost custody of her child because the child was put in a, in a temporary, with a temporary family. And when they went to court for her to get it back, they, they, let, they allowed the company to adopt the child because they said the mother had a criminal background. Well, she was held by ICE. That's not really a criminal background. Um, and it showed this woman like her baby was, it's been like two or three years, but her child was an infant that doesn't even know her. Uh, I don't, I don't understand how they are getting away with this. I don't, it's, it's such an obvious infringement on human rights that I can't even fathom that it's still happening. Someone, there was a man who got deported and he was a diabetic and they deported him to a country he's never even been to because of his race and he died on the street because wow. he didn't have insulin because he didn't know anybody there. I think it was wow. Iraq, actually. Wow. Just, uh, that's a whole nother 
the whole ice thing is a whole nother conversation, but uh, it's still kind of the same conversation, honestly. Yes, yes, it is. But we're going to move on to gas queue. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on um, in the country, in the world. Um, I'm just saying vote 2020. Please vote 2020. Yeah, so seriously. You I'll know? bring it up again. <laughs> Most of the people registered to vote That's didn't vote last time. There's a huge chunk of people, and that really made a difference. Yeah. Um, last, so, last debauchery. Um, so this kind of ties in. Here's our gas queue. Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay, so I actually have two options here. Um, I think I'm going to go lighter. Okay, one's a little heavier, but one's light. So, are you ready? Still, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's do it. I need some lightning up right yeah. now. Can gay men and we- women really turn a straight person gay? <laughs> <laughs> I read something, uh, and it said, um, it was basically, a, per- a gay person was saying, yeah, we're still recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a term uh, in, in lesbian culture called uh, spaghetti women. Uh-huh. So it's... <laughs> It's women who are straight until wet, you know, like spaghetti is is rigid and straight oh, until okay. you boil it. It's really funny, but I think that's like that's kind of a misconceived way to put it because it's 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 not that if you are turning people gay, it's we're helping maybe other someone else realize, oh, I am gay and I just didn't realize it, or right. I was right. pushing it down because of family, right. or right, exactly, you know, whatever exactly. else it might have been, so, exactly. Yes and no. Yes. Um, I saw something else that was related, and it said, straight was my face. <laughs> because, you That's know, a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah. 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 Straight was my face. Being straight was my face. You should go to everyone who's straight and be like, don't worry, it's just the face you have. Yeah. <laughs> so well, how long have you known questions. you were straight? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you question it? Are you questioning the... But have the you sh- ever tried being gay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you should just try it. <laughs> yes. And then, so we have a couple more minutes and we're going to go with newsworthy or not. Some of them you've heard. So the rules are just kind of whatever, yay, nay, I roll, two snaps, child, please, next, whatever. First, whatever kind of. For a guest, so it'd be first reaction. So yeah. whatever okay. pops into your head, yeah. it's not a swear word. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the FCC it's is a, listening. It's hard. <laughs> yes. All right, um, so a Jersey Shore mayor criticizes the LGBTQ curriculum in schools. I roll. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> USA Today, yesterday, or this might have been Monday, Wednesday, they had to evacuate over reported gunmen. Ah. Uh, again. Yeah. That's so sad. Yes, again. Yes, yes. Um, LGBTQ issues were largely erased during the Democratic oh. debate. I noticed that, and uh, I roll. Yeah, <laughs> just Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah, just um, just vote twenty two. Just vote twenty twenty. And the lawmaker who blamed the Dayton shooting on gays and drag queens and trans folks, she will not resign. The, the Dayton vote. shooting? Yes, she's a lawmaker. How? Um, but that's kind of because it gets away from America's values. I don't like to use Kip. his terms, but in this case, lock her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hoist. <laughs> Just. Um, and an Australian official was fined after comparing the rainbow flag to an ISIS symbol. Oh, my God. What is wrong with these <laughs> <Next>. people? <laughs> Unfounded. Um, Next. Well, here we go. Richard Branson. 
Because you're usually a cool dude. Okay. Are you ready? You know who Richard Branson is, huh? I don't think so. I'm bad with names. Um, Thank you, me too. <laughs> Richard Branson, he does, what's the airline? Sir Richard Branson is actually. Um, uh, is that a commercial? No, he has Virgin <laughs> Airlines. Virgin? Virgin Airlines. Virgin Airlines. Yes. The CEO? Yes. Oh, okay. Sir Richard Branson is ready to cruise with the gays. The mogul is launching an LGBTQ-friendly cruise line. Are we going to have a gay cruise, finally? Yeah. Well, you have the other one. What's the other one that's really expensive? Accessible gay cruise, I meant to say. (laughs) (laughs) The question for me would just be why. Is it it a monetary thing or is it... He he's always on the other side of he's always on the side of right I think okay okay so if that's the case then one hundred percent Virgin cell phone Two service cents. or something oh yeah Virgin Mobile yeah he's a really really look him up he's he's done some really good thing cool yeah things. well he's is he doing it outside of Pride Month is he announcing this outside um, of Pride Pro- Month yes he's announcing this was just there and he is from Britain I believe. Mm. Because he's so rich at Brenton. Yeah. That gives me hope. How do I get my grandson knighted? I want to get him knighted. But I don't think it's possible. His first name is Wolfgang. So I want to get him knighted. Wolfgang. Wolfgang. That's a pretty good last, pretty good last name, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a first, that's his first name. Um, Tony Morrison, a beloved literary genius, oh. is oh. dead at 88. Oh, I know. Sad. Love her. God love her. And oh, President Trump condemns white supremacy. His campaign mm-hmm. Facebook ads lean... Um, to the talk of migrant, the migrant invasion. Um, and f- I don't think folks realize that Puerto Ricans were American citizens. Yeah, I a think lot a lot of people, people don't actually know that. And that's yeah. really, yeah, sad. they don't. That's sad. really sad. That's like a laugh in a sad kind of way. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, also, I say to him, that's not true. You're oh, I'm sorry. The Ohio lawmaker, she also blames it on marijuana, drag queens and marijuana. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Are That's we going back of, to the Stone Age where people are just throwing <laughs> Bibles at people and just being yeah. like, you know, Could whatever great, is alternative? But it sounds like a great movie, Drag Queens and Maria. <laughs> next that would be an awesome I movie. did a, I'm an advocate for domestic violence. I sit on the board at Women Against yeah. Abuse, um, Survivor, and we did this event one time and they said they had a donation for us at the end. So I'm there. I was supposed to speak and I heard them saying something or they heard me talking and all of a sudden they decided I was not going to speak because they did not like what I was saying. But they went up there. I went up there anyway to talk and um, the woman was saying if anyone was a victim of domestic violence, you do not need these shelters. You do not need these organizations. Like you called us out here to insult us? They were donating wow. thousands of Bibles to the shelters oh and told these women they just should needed have a to pray. Yes, they just needed to pray. And I'm going, are you kidding me? So I took the microphone and said, this thing is not, I mean, this, this has nothing to do with the church. It has nothing to do with the Bible. I, I left there. Thank you very much. But I, we, we Why do. are you not condemning the, the, the people that are perpetrating this <sighs> abuse? Why are you coming here and, and, and yeah. harming these, these, poor, these poor women who've been abused? Like, get out. Yeah. So um, there was a group, Gays Against Guns, take to the streets after El Paso Dayton shootings. So that okay. was, in, that was yep. in The Advocate. Okay. Um, so I think that's about it. Although the Legionnaire's disease, you both are probably too young to remember that, and you weren't even in Why this country. Why does that sound so familiar? At the hotel at Broad and Walnut, there was a big Legionnaire's outbreak, 70s, 80s, maybe 80s or 90s. Yeah, but I feel like I've heard of it recently. I feel like it popped yeah, up Well, recently. it's something now in uh, oh, 12 people Ooh. who stayed in the Sheraton Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, 
had legionnaires. I mean, literally, it was like people will come to this hotel, they would oh, have conventions, and people would just die. I mean, it can leave you with like permanent neurological damage, I think. Yeah, so. anything that's kind of diseased. Um, Good luck paying that off, sure. Yeah, and then where my parents, 680 people, were picked up by ICE. In Mississippi. 680. That's where it was, Mississippi. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 680. Mm -hmm. And why couldn't you arrange something with that? The youngest. Just to maybe close it a little more funny, I wish something like that would have happened in an IKEA or children's place in like the ballroom and they couldn't get the parents anymore. There you go. But not at the border. Yeah. And at one kid, it was their first day at kindergarten. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I'm serious. I mean,. Separation from parents at any point in your childhood it actually can cause developmental issues. Like it is biologically mm-hmm. so bad for the psyche to mm-hmm. to put a child under that much psychological stress. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not just affecting. And depending the on the age of the child, they're not understanding that someone took them away. They right. Just know that mommy's just not here. Right. As some. Mm. So, um, so that. that we don't, um, TJ's going to come on at the end and he's going to talk about just some of these bad things, but to end on a happier note, if the universe <laughs> yes, didn't already know <laughs> that even though I finished my doctoral degree in 2017, last weekend I walked across the stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she looked great. And I looked great. And, um, although my daughter's just like, you look a little, I said, you just look, she said, you just look excited, honey. I look crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd look crazy look. too. I would just be like, yeah. I was just, I just had this, I was just shaking people's hands. But yes, yeah, so I saw the pictures and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not. And that was by the school photographer, the professionals. I'm not buying <laughs> any of these. We're going to go take that cap and gowns as I had to buy and we're going to go somewhere and get some pictures taken where I don't look like I am just, it's just like, mom, it's just, you know, you spent five years working on a dissertation. You just look a little, I looked a little happy. And some photographers, uh, I, I don't think know how to capture someone's good side. Let's see them taking pictures from like an angle. That there were like seven different angles. Oh, and some of them had footprints on the floor after the stage or on the stage walking across. I think it was all me. Because I just was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm really done. Even though it was a year and a half later. So we'll end on that note. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> we're going to leave us with some TJ finishing out the audio. And this time we will get it right. Um, and but thank you f- to our guests for coming in. Yeah, thanks for thank having you. me. Nice having yeah. you. Yeah, you and Doctor Who had a whole, we had a whole conversation. Tattoo. Yeah. Where's your tattoo? This one and that one. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And what does it say? So that one says, Run You Clever Boy. And it's actually, it's from the show. And then I have his name in the language, which is called Gallifreyan, on my arm as well. It looks really cool. So do we have to cross, you and get another one that says, you clever lady, girl, and cross it out? <laughs> and, um, I, I like it. Clever, madame. I like it because the boy part always looks out. And since I identify as he, him, yes, right. yes. it's always funny. Yeah, I would so, like it. I would like that. That'd be, that'd be yeah, cool. so without a pronoun, I'm not sure what that boy would be. Would he be or he? Maybe it should say he, he him, they. A clever thing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we are out. It's been uh, Thursday night, Cue the Mic Radio, G-Town, and we will see you next Thursday. Bye. 7 o'clock. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, this is TJ Walsh, licensed professional counselor in Philadelphia. You can catch me over at tjwalshcounseling.com if you ever need to get a hold of me or read about what my practice is about. Um, I just wanted to come talk to you guys a little bit about uh, the 
events that happened in our country over the weekend in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio, the tragedies, the mass shootings, the terrorist attacks that we had happen in our community. Whenever these things happen, as they are happening more and more frequently in our world, even if we're not close uh, in proximity to them or we we uh, don't know anybody who has been directly affected by um, the attack itself, the effects of, of those things can still uh, be felt by us and have a ripple effect into our own personal world. And so I just wanted to come and give you some words of encouragement uh, this, this afternoon and talk to you about some tips and resources that uh, you might be able to utilize um, as you're working on navigating through your thoughts and feelings after uh, the, the tragedy that took place. The first thing is really we have to be paying attention to our own self-care. I know that when we see so many people around us hurting and grieving um, that it might seem counterintuitive to think about taking care of ourselves first. But really, we're no help to other people if we're not ourselves taken care of. And so I want you to make sure that your physical needs are taken care of. So make sure you're eating and sleeping and exercising and keeping uh, in your daily routine as much as possible. It's really important that we're uh, well-nourished in all of our areas so that we can be useful to our community if they come and ask us for help. Just like paying attention to our physical self, it's important that we're paying attention to our emotional self as well. Um, remember that it's normal to experience a really wide range of emotions uh, when uh, things like um, a horrific tragedy is happening, right? Um, and other people are going to be experiencing these things too right? Anger, sadness, right? All of these things are normal. So try to recognize when you need extra support or when those around you need extra support. It's not uncommon for people of all ages, right, to experience stress reactions when we see or hear um, about shootings or other kinds of um, tragedies in our world, right? Watch for changes in your friend's eating habits or sleeping habits, their energy or mood changing or fluctuating in ways that it usually doesn't. If you see kids becoming more clingy, that's a sign that they're in distress, right? If your friends or peers are exhibiting increased anxiety or a strong need for retribution for what happened, Point these people in the direction of a counselor or a therapist so that they can actually work through and process these feelings in a healthy and helpful way. It's really important in our overconnected world through TV, with TV and social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that, um, that we really work during this time to avoid overexposure to the news story and the images, and the video, and the interviews, right? While it's important for us to stay informed so that we know what's going on, these um, recurring, looping images and stories have a tendency to really cause acute stress in us. 
right? And sometimes this stress looks an awful lot like post-traumatic stress. And so it's important that we take breaks and limit our access and exposure to the stories. Instead of spending so much time on social or watching TV and steeping ourselves in the tragedy, let's shift our focus to our community, to our friends, to our family, to our support networks. Maintain contact with these people. Be interested in what they're going, uh, what, what they have going on, right? Ask them to come for dinner. Spend more time with them. Let them know that you love them and that you care about them, right? Focus on your strength base. So what that means is there are usually things in our lives that we're able to rely on a bit, um, to calm ourselves emotionally, to find grounding, whether that's creating art or music, cooking in the kitchen, exercising, attending um, our uh, gatherings at churches or other centers of worship or community. Focus on these things. Put your time there so that the support is there for you, you find grounding, you find peace. These times are really difficult. I want to offer you um, access to me. You can find me at tjwalshcounseling.com. Send me an email, give me a call, schedule an appointment right through my portal on the website so that you have a place to come and process things. I'm always around and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great night.